teaching of Ramana Maharshi is not about knowledge. It's not even really about understanding. It's much more simple. In fact, it is so simple, we can immediately reject or you can immediately reject this teaching with the idea that you know you know what this is you might have had an awakened experience and realized the bliss of yourself and the mind can grab a hold of that the ego can grab a hold of that as I am awake I am free. It's a trick of the ego because the ego is still in place after the awakened moment. In very rare situations it is possible to become fully self-realized in an instant but don't be fooled that it was that instant that freed the person or allowed them to become fully self-realized in an instant. It was lifetimes of preparation, lifetimes of practice, lifetimes upon lifetimes of devotion to God. Our natural tendency is to focus on the surface, what's going on or what we perceive as the surface level circumstances, right, of our lives. But this also happens in satsang. We get entangled in the surface level circumstances. We observe what we think is going on for someone, an awakening experience, a moment of transformation a moment of realization and we can claim that as our own and certainly there is the grace of satsang that is extremely powerful because it is the presence of God it is the presence of being alive in your heart it is the great remembrance of who you are that is the nature of satsang it's the great remembrance of who you really are but it's not about knowledge and knowledge can become a kind of poison a huge distraction it can generate a feeling that you have realized something when all that's happened is you've read and understood you've read and understood scripture you've read and understood about the life of Ramana Maharshi about his disciples what they realized what they didn't realize their struggles right so you can read about this and fool yourself into thinking that you are fully self-realized 
or that you've had a realization. And realization is beyond time, beyond form. Real realization has nothing to do with the mind, has nothing to do with your brain, nothing to do with your body, nothing to do with what you've studied or learned or understand. It has nothing to do with any of that. True realization is spontaneous, simple awareness, realizing itself as awareness in a moment. And usually, true realization is unexpected. It's not planned. It's not strived for. It arrives of its own accord. Scientifically, in moments of true realization, the physical structure of your brain has been altered by the practices that you have practiced. So you must practice self-inquiry all the time. All the time. For years, it becomes a lifestyle, but not the lifestyle of spiritual community that you can see. And this is very prevalent, right? People wearing japa malas and going to India to buy Indian gauze shirts, putting dreadlocks in their hair, maybe doing some drugs and having acid trips as a catalyst for realization, meditating for a few minutes, chanting for a few minutes, and having an expectation of awakening or realization. That's not the lifestyle I'm talking about. That also comes from mind. I'm going to look spiritual. I'm going to wear Indian clothes and put dreadlocks in my hair, stop wearing makeup, right? The natural woman or the natural man. And there's nothing wrong with that. This is not a judgment. But as that kind of spiritual lifestyle can also lead to suffering because the root of suffering has been overlooked which is the ego which will constantly trick and trap you constantly trick and trap you until you start to take this seriously and make it a priority in your life and practice. So the beginning stages of real realization, real deepening is 10 years, not 10 minutes. Meditating 10 minutes in the morning is a beautiful beginning or 20 minutes or singing the mantra for 20 minutes is a beautiful beginning but this is not japa japa is continuous meditation is continuous no mind is continuous it has nothing to do with what you've learned understood or even realized because once you've realized something you must drop the realization you must drop the mystical experience 
right? In order to realize the emptiness that you are. And it's that emptiness that frees you. It's the silence of your heart that frees you, not knowledge. Not knowledge, not knowing, not remembering, not imagining. It has nothing to do with thought. It has nothing to do with the clothes you wear, nothing to do with your body or the parabda karma of your body, the samskaras, the mystical experiences, or lack of mystical experiences. Maybe you're wanting to have some kind of a mysterious experience, right? So the mountain path of Ramana Maharshi is a way of life, a way of life devoted to the truth alive in your heart. This is the way. This is the path. This is the mountain path of freedom, which is here and now, not at some mysterious point in the future. It has nothing to do with attainment or the grasping nature of your mind. And vigilance becomes essential. The support of a realized teacher becomes essential so that you don't get tricked by your mind. So that you don't have false expectations of instant enlightenment with no effort. If you just examine Ramana Maharshi and what he went through before he started to teach, and he didn't even want to teach. People were pulling, asking him questions and pulling the information out of him, right? But he enjoyed the bliss of his being, not talking, not discussing, not examining not analyzing, not being mystified by spiritual experiences. And he practiced self-inquiry and stillness, and some of it was mysterious. He fell into himself, and there was no choice for him. He was finished. His ego was finished at the age of 16. But Ramana remembered the life before. He had a memory of practicing self-inquiry in the life before. For an entire life he had practiced and did not accomplish the desired result of full self-realization or liberation from the karmic wheel of suffering. Because essentially... That is the teaching of Ramana Maharshi. It is eternal liberation. Right? Eternal freedom. Salvation. But it has to become a way of life for you to have a living realization that only comes from not knowing. 
It only arises from the infinitude of your heart. But you know how easily you are distracted. How people and conversations and technology and news of what's happening in the world and news and gossip that's happening in your life. How easily you can be distracted by surface level circumstances. By surface level feelings. And the aggression of knowing the arrogance of knowing. So really arrogance is one of the great enemies to full self-realization and the mind is arrogant especially a mind filled with spiritual books and scripture and knowledge of what this teacher said and that teacher said, right? This is the poison of spiritual knowledge because it keeps you from your own direct realization. Most gurus do not recommend reading a lot. It's more about training the mind to go inward into the silence of your being, into the stillness of your beings to purify the mind. But this is not necessarily a formal meditation practice where you sit down on a pillow, right? Or a special room, a puja room that you enter for meditation. Those are beautiful. It's beautiful support. But meditation of this way, this path, this mountain path is continuous, constant. Your mind is always directed towards the I am, the heart, the source. This is the true devotee of Ramana Maharshi. And in the beginning, you must really look at your arrogance and tell the truth. Face the horrifying truth about your conniving, your scheming, your arrogance, your knowing, your striving, your attaining, and stop all that. Simply stop. And forgive. Let go. That's what forgive means. Forgiveness is really surrender to the heart. That's what forgiveness actually is. So you must first Forgive yourself for being the liar, for being the aggressive one. Even if it's secret, you have the secret desire for revenge, the secret anger that you suppress, the resentment, the strategies for revenge, right? This is all mind and ego, right? So forgiveness is surrender. It's letting go of all of that. It's forgiving yourself forgiving the ego, forgiving the mind, and forgiving your enemies, whoever you perceive to be your enemy. The only real enemy is your mind, your ego, 
this strong desire to be right, the fight to be right. This is what revenge is based on. You want to be right about your point of view. This is what all fighting is about, what all competition is about. It's about surpassing others. And to surpass others, there has to be a you and a them. This is the nature of duality, right? So it's not about the clothes you wear, the knowledge. It's about forgiveness, surrender to the heart, and forgiving your enemies, not because you agree with what they did or what they said. And some situations are excruciatingly painful, betrayal is a painful experience because you're tricked by somebody else's mind, not just your mind, but someone else can trick you and trap you. This often happens where we get entangled with the drama of the Sangha, right? <laughs> we can become disillusioned with the teaching because of somebody else is trapped by their ego and their mind in some story that has nothing to do with truth or nothing to do with the reason you came to satsang. People do not bring people to satsang. Advertising does not bring people to satsang. What brings people to satsang is God, grace, the unseen presence, draws you in to the satsang hall to the Satguru of the heart, right? So you must cultivate humility and it begins with forgiveness. You must grow up and become an adult and take responsibility. Notice how aggressive you are in your own mind, whether you verbalize it or not. We all know when somebody walks in a room and they're angry or upset. It's obvious. It's written all over their face. Their facial expressions of fear, sadness, aggression, arrogance, meanness. The ego can be extremely mean, vicious in its attack. We get tricked by the surface level circumstances all the time, thinking it is real. So the actions of someone else that you perceived to be hurtful towards you must be released, let go of. Not because you agree with what they did or what they said, because in many cases what they did and said was wrong from your perspective. But forgiveness is realizing that you do not know what is going on. Especially in the context of satsang. Especially 
in the context of Sangha, which are people drawn to the truth, but they are drawn to the truth with their karma, their vasanas, their samskaras, their latent tendencies, their unconscious tendencies, right? And satsang and sangha is a huge fire, a huge bonfire of the ego. That is the purpose of sangha. And support is not always being nice. Oh, you've come so far and stroking the ego, right? No. Never stroke the ego, right? Never inflate the ego. See through it. Burn it. Become established in the I am. Right? So hum. So hum. So hum. So hum. This is giving your attention to the heart. I am. I am. This is evoking the name of God. I am. And deeper than that is that which cannot be described in words. I am and deeper. I am and deeper. No words for that. So hum. So hum. So the way to think of the mountain path is not as a goal, an attainment, because the you that you think you are will never be self-realized. Never. The ego does not become self-realized. The ego is destroyed completely. Destroyed in true sadhana, in true spiritual practice which is focusing the mind on truth. I am, I am, so hum, so hum, so hum, in the heart. So hum arises from the heart. I am arises from the heart. Give your attention to that and only that. Recognize you don't have a clue what's going on in your own life. Forget about the world and fixing the world and changing the world. The world will take care of itself. The only job you have if what you want is real self-realization, real liberation from the karmic wheel of suffering, is to focus your attention on your heart all of the time. All of the time. Not 20 minutes, not 5 minutes, not 10 minutes. And it might begin that way. Because we forget. Right? We forget. We start doing who am I, and then our phone blinks or makes a sound, and we're checking it, and the next thing we know we're on Facebook, and then the next thing we know we're looking at the news channels, and we forgot all about our practice. And then you remember, you go, oh yeah, I was doing that. And you return to I am. So hum. And it becomes a lifestyle, 
a living presence. Ultimately, the deeper you go, the happier you become naturally because your natural state is happiness. A natural human being that is free is simple and happy, does not strive for complexity, in fact rejects complexity, isn't interested in surface level circumstances, is devoted to God in the heart which is beyond knowledge. Divine wisdom is the same thing. It is I am. That is divine wisdom. That is yana. Not what the Buddha said or did. Not what Jesus said or did or what Muji said or did or Gangaji said or did or Ramana said or did. None of that matters. What matters is your own heart. Your own salvation because when you dive deep into the heart you help to set everyone on the planet free when you forgive yourself and surrender to the heart and forget about the circumstances you set yourself free into this realm of happiness Taria, the fourth state of consciousness and the deeper you go, you end up in the fifth state, or sunyata, which cannot be explained with words, cannot be explained with science, cannot be explained with surface-level mystical realizations or experiences. It can't be explained by any of that. You don't know. You don't really know what anything is. You only know what you've been told by your parents, by society, by college, by your friends, by gurus and different teachings and lineages and all of that stuff. With Ramana, it all gets thrown out. All of it. All of it. Constantly. All the time. Meditate. On, I am so hum. I am so hum. I am so hum. Do not focus on your circumstances. That's what everyone is doing. They're focusing on the outer circumstances, thinking they know. But they don't know. And you don't know. And this is a direct confrontation of your ego, a direct confrontation of the lies you are telling yourself, a direct confrontation of your immaturity, right? Immaturity is this arrogance of wanting to be right, the arrogance of judging and fighting and meanness, meanness, not forgiving, This gets annihilated on the mountain path because the root cause of it is annihilated and that is the deep feeling that you are you, your body, that you are in control, that you know what you are doing, you know where you are going, and you don't really know any of it. That's the truth. 
So it is a confrontation and an uncomfortable confrontation. Because if you want to maintain the sense of me, someone who is special, someone who is enlightened, someone who is on the mountain path, you will either surrender or walk away. And most people walk. They miss the depth that this teaching represents because it is so simple. I am. What could be more simple than that? I am. So hum. So hum. So hum. So develop humility. Forgive yourself. Love yourself. And focus deeper than I am. Wherever you are. Realization, true realization, is not limited to your meditation cushion. Not limited to your special meditation room. Meditation is everywhere. Freedom is everywhere all the time. It's not easy to purify the mind. The mind is tricky. The ego is even trickier. Your mind is not your friend. Even an enlightened mind is not your friend. On the mountain path, the only true friend is your heart. The love in your heart. Close your eyes. Fall in love and stay there. Close your eyes. Fall in love. Stay there. Don't worry about the outer circumstances. Don't worry about what the parabdha karma of your body is or what you should be doing or could be doing or want to be doing. Forget all that. And be free as the freedom that you are all the time. Chant all the time, wherever you are. Driving the car, washing the car, walking down the street. I am. Until it becomes second nature. Until it becomes part of your being, right? Until it becomes a complete and total way of life. Fresh, alive, here, now. Nothing to do with the dead past. Nothing to do with the dead future. The imagined future. Nothing to do with fear and hatred and anger and judgment and meanness. Nothing to do with any of that. That's all mind. Revenge, mind. The inability to forgive mind, ego, wanting to be right. All of that must fall down. As you surrender to the heart, surrender to love, surrender to peace all the time. This is the gift, grace, and simplicity of Ramana Maharshi. Thank you so much for listening. This is Koshi, and I will be talking to you again soon. Mm-hmm.